I would literally sell my left arm to see Jeff Blim play every villain in musical theater history because nothing <laughs> is hotter to me than it. <laughs> That's my 10 cents. <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today we are talking about Starry, a new musical. Mostly, though, we're talking about the concept album because this musical, uh, by words, official word of their writers uh, on their Twitter page, is that this musical is still very much in the workshop stages. Uh, There has been a full production of it uh, in Los Angeles in I want to say 2017 or 2018, mm-hmm. um, but they are still very much in the workshop process with this show, uh, and so the you know greatest amount of like concrete material we have from this show are some uh, pieces of sheet music, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of videos from concert versions of the show that are on their official YouTube page, and then also a beautiful, beautiful concept album which we will be discussing today it's so beautiful you guys oh one of my favorite concept albums of all time if i'm being totally honest like a lot of the actors from star kid are in this musical and it just makes it 10 times better if i'm being honest because i love them i love when they're doing like jokey fun stuff in the star kid musicals but i love seeing them do this Mm -hmm. so uh just as a little bit of base information for all of you, Starry is a pop rock musical that was written by Kelly Lynn D'Angelo and Matt Dehan. I'm really, really sorry if I pronounced either of those names incorrectly, um, but Kelly wrote the book and was the lyricist, and then Matt was the composer and was also a lyricist, so they were co-lyricists. And Starry, according to their official website, um is the story of two brothers, Theo and Vincent Van Gogh, and their journey together to find the power of expression. Based on the brothers' correspondence, Starry is a full-length musical that's been in development since early 2017. From sold-out concerts at Feinstein's 54 Below in New York City and and sold-out workshop runs at Rockwell Table and Stage in Los Angeles, every step of Starry's journey has been met by audience and critics alike with resounding praise, including their recently released concept album, which hit number 14 on the iTunes pop charts. Um, so that's from their official website. Uh, mm-hmm. That's from starrymusical.com in their about section. Uh, and I, I, I mean, they're, they're completely right. Yeah, absolutely uh, correct. This, this album is amazing. Uh, it deserves to be number four. It deserved to yep. be number 14 on the pop charts. Uh, and it deserves all of the rave reviews and resounding praise it receives. Yep. Like, if it, there's no overhyping this show because it's very, very, very good. And if we are able to fall in love with it with, like, a concept album alone, I cannot even imagine what it would be like to see a full-fledged production of, like, the finished mm-hmm. product. It's like, a dream of mine to oh see a God. full production of this show. If it comes yeah. out in the near future, we're just, we're going to L.A. Listen, they, they <laughs> talked, because I follow their Twitter religiously, okay? And, <laughs> and they tweeted, like, a month or so ago mm-hmm. that, like, big news was coming. And then, like, two weeks ago or so, they tweeted that, you know, they wanted to have news to announce, but because of COVID, they are having to delay 
that news. Uh, and so they'll share it with us as soon as they can. But right now, they'd rather keep it under wraps until they're confident they can, you know, do what they're planning to do. And if it's another workshop run, uh, we're taking a trip to L.A. and we're going. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. I would like to see it, like, now. And also, dear listeners, please get vaccinated or wear your masks and or both because I want to see this. And I just want one nice thing in this life, and it's to see another kind of starry. Alyssa wants one nice thing, and she wants it to be starry. Um. Literally, it's all I ask of you. Uh, so as Alyssa was saying, the concept album uh, has some familiar voices to us uh, from Star Kid Productions, which is a uh, you know production company that we both love. If you don't know what Star Kid is, you should find out, and you'll also definitely be hearing us talk about it yes. in future episodes. Because uh, if we didn't cover Star Kid on Tea and Squee, it would be a crime. Absolutely. But. Uh, some familiar voices that we know on the concept album include Jamie Lynn Beatty, mm-hmm. uh, who is part of the ensemble and plays some of the more minor artist roles. Uh, Jeff Blim plays Paul Gauguin, who is kind of the, uh, y- you want to call him the, the villain of the story, yeah. but he's not actually, I'd, I'd argue that Gauguin is kind of a... Uh, um, he's he's a bit of a dog. He's kind of morally gray, but I wouldn't call him a villain. Uh, I would just call him sort of the uh, the person who doesn't want to put up with Vincent's bullshit, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, and then you also have Dylan Saunders, uh, who plays Vincent Van Gogh on the concept album. Uh, oh, and Mariah Rose yes, plays her. yeah plays Joe. Uh, Theo Van Gogh's wife uh, on the concept album. And all of them are wonderful and amazing. Uh, and I- I'm in love with this album. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're so just going to keep repeating through this whole episode. I'm in love with this album. I just love it. I love well, it. Every time we run out of like information yes. to tell you, it's just going to be like, and um, I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's hard. It's, there's really, it's a very brief, a brief history because it's brand spanking new. It's not mm-hmm. really fully fledged yet. It's still in concept albums that they're still reworking it. So like, and then it also is like biographical. So like, if you don't know about Vincent Van Gogh, you have to like kind of go look him up. And that's what I did after I first listened to it was I had to go look up more about Van Gogh because I am not an art history person. I've never taken an art history mm-hmm. course. So like I don't know the through line through his life as much besides like, oh, he makes a bunch of paintings. I know he has a mental illness. You know, he cuts off his ear at one point and then I know he commits suicide and that's my line of his life. Yeah. Until I didn't even know Theo existed. Vin- yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that Theo Van Gogh was a human who existed yep. until I listened to this album. And I don't even remember how I found this album. I, I feel like I was going down, like, a musical theater, like, rabbit hole on YouTube. Yep. And there's a video of Dylan Saunders singing Starry Night, which is, like, the magnum opus song yep. of the show it's the very last it's the it's the 11 o'clock number it's mm-hmm. the last song before the finale uh and i was like i know dylan saunders i like dylan saunders yeah. i'll watch this and i watched it and i was like oh my god i need more and i didn't know how to find more yep. because i didn't pay enough attention um 
And then all of a sudden I was reminded of it, like, I don't know, just before the pandemic started, yeah. I think. I was, um, it, I was in quarantine when I found it. Yeah. And I was reminded of it and I was like, I wonder if there's a full album. And I looked and there was, and I've been listening to it on repeat yep. for the last year and a half. Yep. <laughs> I think I found Enlightenment first because I'm always like looking for like new lady songs out there to just mm-hmm. peruse. And I found that and I was like, this is probably not for me because I'm not a big belter, but I was like, I really like this song. So I'm going to go check out the album. And then I saw a couple familiar names in, like, the song descriptions. And I was like, huh, interesting. I'll give her a listen. And then, you know, less than an hour later, I'm crying. And it's fine. And I have a new favorite (laughs) musical. (laughs) It's great. And it really is my new favorite musical. Like, I listen to this album more than any other musical album. Um, I desperately need to see it, as we've said. It, It makes me happy it makes Mm -hmm. me sad it feeds my soul in a way that no other show has done in a very very long time um like we we were just talking I was having a really really bad week a really really bad day today and in preparation of the podcast I was listening to music from Starry and it just uplifted Mm -hmm. me like nothing else because the thing is this show is about finding expression it's about Theo and Vincent's journey as artists and as human beings who are looking to make something of themselves Mm -hmm. in life. And so that's a story that everyone, whether you are an artist or not, the idea of making something of yourself, the idea of what do I leave behind when I am gone and will it be enough? That's something that I think is just so central to the human experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone feels that. And so, like, the the show is written in such a way that you go through this journey with these characters, obviously. But then by the end, you are leaving with a newfound and newly sparked sort of joy, inspiration. Um, just, just, ugh. I, there's a lyric that sticks with me mm-hmm. uh, from the song The Road. Oh, yes. Uh, and... There's a recurring lyric that is, the road is bright. Mm -hmm. And I have started using that lyric as, like, my personal mantra. It it is something that I need to remind myself of constantly. And when I'm having a really rough go of it, I turn on that song and I remember. And I, 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 I say, you know what? Right now it's hard, but the road is bright and we're heading towards brighter times and it's all going to be okay because you are constantly moving forward. Oh. And that's what you get from this this concept album, y'all. Yep. Like, just all of that constantly yep. for the it's, entire thing. It's one of the most perfect, like, comfort musicals in a way. Like, mm-hmm. there are sad moments of the, of the show, but I mostly generally cry at the end, generally not out of sadness, just... But usually out of, like, like this really building, swelling pride in me to be, like, an artist mm-hmm. and be, like, on this kind of journey of my own and being able to relate so much to these characters and, like, watching mm-hmm. them grow as people and just, like, like you said, this collective human experience of wanting to make something of yourself and wanting mm-hmm. to know what you are going to leave behind and, like, desperately wanting to, like, have some remnant left 
10 that you're still in the line after you're, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, obviously, obviously, the people who wrote this show are are professionals. They understand how to craft a story well. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not surprised no. that the story is crafted as well as it is, but I'm going to sing the praises of it and point out the ways in which I think that it's beautiful yeah. and so well done because it is. Um, and yeah. one of my favorite things about it is that the very first song of the show is called Impress Me. And you get just a chorus of artists in Paris uh, discussing their need to impress Theo Van Gogh, mm-hmm. who is uh, an art dealer. And so, like, his job is to buy paintings from artists and then sell them to rich people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not even about, not even just about them wanting to impress Theo so that they can sell their painting. It's about wanting to impress themselves, about, mm-hmm. you know, having, you know, a, a, a drive for recognition and so you start immediately with no question about what kind of journey we're going to take here because immediately off the bat you get the central question of an artist which is you know how am i going to impress someone mm-hmm. and how am i going to be good enough uh and literally vincent hasn't been introduced and theo doesn't come in until like 3 quarters of the yep. way through the song <laughs> yep <laughs> Theo is one of the most fascinating characters in this show and I've realized this like this time around while listening through it and like how much Mm -hmm. he and Vincent need each other for this whole journey because Theo is very grounding to Vincent but Vincent helps and allows Theo to like expand his horizons and Mm -hmm. like be able to like not be so to not be so afraid of like daring to try something new or like deal new art like he even says in impress me how he's like i want to be able to like break the mold and like be able to like try and find something more new within these artists but like i just can't let myself yet and then like he Mm -hmm. needs vincent coming in as a new artist to kind of help him do that on his own i love Mm -hmm. their brother dynamic a new horizon's my favorite song and it makes Oh, so happy. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have, like, a favorite, favorite song from this show, but New Horizon is one that I come back to consistently. Um, It's constantly on repeat for me. But I I have to agree. Like, Theo is such a compelling character, and, like, the first time I listened to it, I didn't think much of him because, Mm -hmm. like, just growing up, you learn about Theo, or not Theo, you learn about Vincent Mm -hmm. and... Like we said, we didn't know Theo even existed until we found this show. And then after finding the show and doing more research, I hate the way I just said show. Oh my gosh, that was the most, <laughs> that was the most Wisconsin way to say a word ever. But after finding this show and listening to this album and learning that Theo existed, you go and you do your own research and you realize just how much uh, influence Theo's relationship with Vincent had on Vincent as an artist Mm -hmm. and you realize oh okay fascinating cool but then you learn all about how much influence Vincent had over Theo and how their dynamic really was something for the ages like their 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 story is beautiful that's the thing this 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 show isn't just about an artist wanting to be an artist and finding their their like place in this world it's a story about brothers uh and it's it's beautiful and it's amazing and i had a point and i don't remember what it was 
Uh, Theo and Vincent both kind of fall into different camps. Vincent is your classic kind of dreaming artist. Yeah. Uh, and Theo is the most, like, or not most, the more reasonable, like, realistic one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Theo has the same sort of dreams as Vincent, but sets them aside in a way uh, in order to make ends meet. So he decides rather than be an artist, he's going to be an art dealer because he can still be involved in art, but he can also put food on the table kind of thing. And Vincent just isn't capable of doing that. And it's not because Vincent's lazy or anything. It's Mm -hmm. just because that's not how Vincent's brain and Vincent's soul works. Uh, And it's very important through the course of this show that Theo... It, it, it's shown so well that Theo deciding to become a dealer instead of being an artist doesn't make him less of an artist. It doesn't mean that he's abandoned his dreams that he and Vincent had. It doesn't make him any less of a powerful dreamer, which is yeah. also something that I like to see because it's something that everyone goes through yeah like I, I know you and I at least Alyssa have yeah. had to have those difficult conversations with ourselves just in the last year yeah because we are both theater artists who have had to say hey you know how are we going to live our life uh you know now that our entire industry has shut down and having to reconcile between what feeds our soul and what feeds us uh yeah. and having to figure out how to find a way to do both and so like i i think that it's really well done that theo isn't presented as someone who gave up on his dream he's someone who is having to reconcile his dream with living an actual life if that makes sense yeah i agree with that especially with like i'm thinking about the concept of like having to sell paintings to rich people and that sounds mm-hmm. so freaking difficult because, first of all, he, like, himself has to personally find something captivating in the paintings that he's selling. So he, first of all, he has to, like, know art well enough to be like, okay, cool. This has, like, this concept that's, like, really in style right now. I've seen it in all these rich people's houses. But then he also has, like, has to sell, like, a unique idea of the piece to the people. So he has to, like, the artist tells a story with their painting, but Theo also has to continue paving and painting the artist's story to the people he is selling it to and that's so difficult and complex and that's still doing art just by interpreting it to other people and i like that Mm -hmm. a lot especially yeah like you said it's been a rough year for being an artist especially a recently graduated theater artist Mm -hmm. so it's not fun having to like balance your real job with your creative job that you want to do so desperately so theater is theater oh my god theo is a comfort character to me because of that because he's not compromising he's just switching lanes a little bit and that's something mm-hmm. i feel okay doing also in a theo really- is a friend theo is a friend i wish i had yeah same who i could sit down with and like have him just reassure me that i'm doing okay yep <laughs> if i could have like a dinner party with like anyone who is dead I would love to have Theo Van Gogh over for dinner and make some mm-hmm. pasta with him. And That's funny <laughs> to me because, like, in high school, I would have answered that question with Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah! Because I was so into Van Gogh when I was in high school, Same. and I loved his art. Uh, and now, as an adult, 
knowing that Theo exists and having, like, seen pieces of their letters and everything, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, no, I'd want to have dinner with Theo. Yeah. I think I'd rather have yep. dinner with like Theo. I <laughs> would have both of the Van Gogh brothers over because mm-hmm. it'd be wonderful. But I feel like Vincent would tell me to quit my job <laughs> and, like, just go for it, which I, I, I love the courage and bravery that comes with having mm-hmm. quitting your job and just following your passion I don't have that courage and bravery. Yeah, I need someone to tell me that it's okay to not have it. And Theo would. (laughs) I would say Theo would look at me and be like, "Well, you also have to pay the bills, so you can find other ways to be creative without like having to sacrifice, you know, making money and stuff. But you're not a failure because of that." And then Mm -hmm. I would cry, (laughs) (laughs) letting me me fantasizing about my dinner party with Theo Van Gogh. (laughs) I also didn't know, and this makes me angry, that Joe existed, and she's the reason that their their letters stayed put together, and, like, their story is alive, and that this musical is even possible. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know she fucking existed. And that's just a damn shame. (laughs) I'm kind of pissed off about that. Can we also talk about Joe's song? Oh! Oh my goodness. So, the character of Joe, uh, who once again is Theo's eventual wife, um, she has a song in this show called Enlightenment that is uh, another, like, this entire album is on repeat, but they're, like, select songs that I go to. I'll either listen to the whole album or I will listen to a select number of songs on repeat kind of thing. Um, And Enlightenment is one of them. Because it is a beautiful song about what you feel your purpose is as a uh, as just a human being, you know. Um, every a lot of the other songs in this show ask the question, "What is my purpose?" This song answers that question mm-hmm. uh, in a beautiful, beautiful belty way. <laughs> yep. Oh. It's so good. The message behind it is so freaking beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Like, having to find this little part of your soul that's, like, been speaking to you your whole life and then finally be able to listen and understand it and realize that, like, you have found enlightenment and, like, this is what you want to be doing with the rest of your life is such a, a thrilling feeling. And the song mm-hmm. captures it so well that I feel like I'm re-experiencing how mm-hmm. I felt when I wanted to, like, join the theater world and be that type of artist again for the first time Mm -hmm. which is freaking magical or or even just like not having found enlightenment enlightenment yet but knowing that that's what you are striving towards Mm -hmm. the explanation that like hey as human beings that's all we actually want is to feel enlightened to feel like we understand things to feel like we have things under control um and it's just a beautiful song that explains it so well and uh i mean i'll say this after every time we discuss any song but go listen to it go listen to it it. you won't regret it you'll love mariah rose faith's voice because it's amazing beautiful everybody in this show it has a gorgeous voice let me just add i love listening to everybody sing all the pretty songs Mm -hmm. and their pretty voices 
That being said, um, this podcast will from here on out be a Dylan Saunders fan cast because (laughs) (laughs) I can't explain (laughs) the way I just sighed and just dropped my hands at that. Guys, I, that. Dylan Saunders is one of the most talented male singers, actors, just performers I have ever seen slash heard in my entire life. And I am convinced this is my reason that like Broadway is not the end all be all because he would have done it by now if it was really that awesome. I mean, Broadway is great, but like he's clearly shown and clearly satisfied with other areas of the theater industry. So let me just preface that. This man is so fucking talented. He made I... Jafar a compelling character in one of a star in one of the other Star Kids shows, Twisted. Also good. We'll talk about Twisted yeah. later. This yeah. one's about Starry oh, and his portrayal of Vincent Van Gogh, it's which is so good. Because ah! with the dreamer character, you run the risk of being naive, and that's mm-hmm. not the vibe at all with him. He's a hopeful dreamer, but you see the drive in him through the whole show and it's magical to watch and every time that he and when i say this it's gonna sound weird but i know Alyssa, you'll understand what i'm saying because you've seen videos of him singing before yep every time he unhinges his jaw and just lets a tenor note sail um (laughs) my heart just stops and i get goosebumps all over yeah. everywhere <laughs> when he belts i can see it wait is it him that sings never mind i think i'm thinking of the wrong person so just scratched out what however when he belts in in the starry in starry night i feel my soul ascend into heaven mm-hmm. and i can i feel out of body experience. i feel the same way during the road oh when my he God. when he belts the road is bright oh, anytime that man belts it's an <sighs> angel gains their wings yeah so <laughs> every time dylan saunders sings an angel gets their, their wings, wings. <laughs> <laughs> now dylan of course is not the only person who's ever played vincent no. in this show there have been other Vincent mm-hmm. Van Goghs in Starry. He's just the one who's on the concept album, yep. and so he's the one we've heard sing. Yep. Uh, and and so uh, this is now a Dylan Saunders fan cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As it should be. As it should be. So, I literally, like, I sound so stupid because I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, Dylan Saunders' voice, but I don't have any other way to describe this man singing. You just have to listen to him. <laughs> If you're taking anything away from this episode, <laughs> y'all, it's go listen to Starry, uh, which is something I tell people on my Twitter at least once a week. So yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it, God, it feels the same way I felt when like I listened to like Great Comment or something like that the first time, and like no one else had, and I'm like pushing it aggressively, pushing the musical, and I'm doing that with Starry mm-hmm. right now. I'm like mm-hmm. fucking listen to Starry so I, we can talk about it. And cry about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I have coworkers who are familiar with, like, uh, Dylan's other work or, you know, st- 
uh, Jeff Blim's other work, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'll be like, well, have you listened to Starry yet? And they'll be like, I mean, I've heard one or two songs. And I'm like, go listen to Starry. And then every time we talk about, like, Dylan or Jeff, I'll say, have you listened to Starry yet? And they'll be like, I mean, not yet. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Go. We're going to sit here and we're going to listen to it right now. And I've done that multiple times <laughs> where, like, during a break at work, I've taken out my phone and been like, we're going to listen to Starry now and I'll just open Spotify. <laughs> But it's worked. I've had uh, multiple coworkers who have ended that album, like, with their heads in their hands in front of me and then just looked at me like, you have changed my life forever. And I said, I know. I feel the same way every time I listen to it. Yep. It's the way I wish I could go back in time and choose a different quote for my graduation cap. Because mm-hmm. I want so badly, I can see it, that new horizon on my grad cap. Because Mm-hmm. Like, the road is bright as your mantra. That one is mine, especially with so many, like, very recent life changes. I'm like, okay, this is perfect for my life now. I'm officially adopting this. I will paint it on my wall and on my face. Honestly, <laughs> I want to get some really, really nice word art done of mm-hmm. so many lyrics from this show and just hang them around my house. I know. I keep checking, like, Etsy and stuff just for any content, any, like, fan art, and it's not there which makes me really Mm -hmm. sad there's like a very small amount of it but there's not enough yeah like i love it when they (laughs) share stuff on their instagram page about like the beautiful drawings that people make yes and their instagram stories are my favorite oh my gosh yes someone made like a oh gosh what's the what's the right term for it animatic is that it It i don't know yeah but someone animated um a version of the starry night which is the 11 o'clock number that vincent Mm -hmm. sings which we need to talk about by itself yes we do this song is a magnum opus yeah (laughs) this this song is the kind of song that calls you to be still it's the kind of song that feels like a spiritual experience yes um feeds your soul every single time and like even after it's done you have to sit there with your goosebumps and just Mm -hmm. let it wash over you because Mm -hmm. it makes you feel so much at once this is the kind of song that even if you're not a religious person makes you feel like you just experienced something spiritual or something akin to a greater power if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah um because it so actively captures that feeling uh because that's what vincent feels when he looks at the starry sky and it's so well crafted like the lyrics are beautiful the music is amazing and dylan just sells it so yeah, so does. well there are no other words to yep. describe it other than it being a spiritual experience. Yep. And now every time I look at the sky, which is very often because I'm kind of obsessed with stars and the moon is beautiful and I love her, I look <laughs> up at the night sky and like the, the sight of the starry night makes me dream. That line runs through my head and then I think, wow, Vincent Van Gogh looked at the same sky, same moon as me, and then I start to get 
teary-eyed because I just think about that song and I think about how uh, I can't even express how I feel about it. I need to tell you all a story right now. And that story is from earlier this summer when Alyssa and I went to see the Van Gogh experience, which is like a sort of interactive Vincent Van Gogh art exhibit, right? And that exhibit is all inspired by not only Vincent's art, but also by his correspondence with Theo Mm -hmm. and their life as brothers. And so, like, it it very akin to Starry. Uh, We left the exhibit and listened to Starry on the way home. And on our way home, (laughs) we had to drive past a lake, and it was a new moon. (laughs) Or not a new moon, it was a full moon. And (laughs) Alyssa looks out over the lake and goes... There's the moon! There she is! And we're listening to Starry, and Starry Night is about to come on. And it starts playing, and she's like, Vincent looked at this sky! (laughs) 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 She's just, like, crying. She's like, the moon's so beautiful! And and Vincent Van Gogh looked at these stars! And... (laughs) just it's so emotional and i'm like he looked at the sky and he envisioned that painting that beautiful colorful masterpiece that is everywhere i've seen that on a dozen posters in target and walmart just it's everywhere it's such an iconic piece and i'm like he got that from that very same sky out hanging above me right Mm -hmm. now and Mm -hmm. it's just amazing what artists can do with their Not the exact same piece of sky, no. because Vincent lived in France, yes. and we live in Wisconsin. Yes. But, <laughs> but he's, nonetheless, the same moon existed at that time as well. <laughs> and it was a similar night sky as it is today, probably less polluted because climate change is a thing. But I digress. It's still amazing. Something I want to talk about uh, in relation to the song The Starry Night, uh, and this is, again, obviously this show is amazing. Obviously this concept album is amazing. Obviously the writers knew what they were doing because Mm -hmm. they are professionals, but as a testament to how amazing they are at their jobs, um, because I I don't know, I just love it a lot. Uh, (laughs) Vincent sings The Starry Night. Um... And the uh, recurring uh, refrain in that song is, the sight of the starry night makes me dream. And then we go straight into the finale, during which time Joe, his sister-in-law, explains that he had shot himself. And they talk about what happens after Vincent's death and what Joe does to sort of... um make sure that people know about Vincent and Theo. And uh, during the finale, Joe recites the line, it is always a starry night, which hits me hard because that Joe reciting that reminds you 
that because it is always a starry night, there is always a reason to dream and there is always a reason to hope, just as Vincent did when he looked at that sky. And so as long as the stars are shining and they are up in the heavens, there will always be reason for hope and always be a reason to dream. And that's kind of just the... The, the 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 beautiful point of yes. starry, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this that musical motif of like the starry night is repeated like multiple times throughout other songs in the show. Mm-hmm. So like you understand even after like your first listen through, and you're like, okay, this there this song is very important to the show. But then you listen through it again, you're like, I see what you are doing, and I like it, but also it's making me feel a lot of things because you don't have to be an artist to dream like it's a very collective message you have your own singular dreams we are all capable of being creative beings who want things from life that may seem silly or like frivolous and the musical saying no dream do that thing do what brings you joy and i like that thumbs up Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> if I could give it ten stars, I'd give it ten stars, but yes. no one cares about my opinion, so Same. I can't. <laughs> yep. I'm just here. <laughs> Incoherent with my love for this musical. I will say I highly recommend listening to it during the autumn. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, I discovered last fall was go on long hikes through the woods with it playing like just after the leaves have changed like on a cool autumn afternoon um hiking through the woods listening to starry a 10 out of 10 experience um also a 10 out of 10 experience driving in the dark with your windows down listening to starry like on like back roads where there aren't a whole bunch of stoplights just feeling the wind blow to through your hair while you listen to Starry, mm-hmm. also a 10 out of 10 experience. Highly recommend. Lying flat on cold cement, staring up at the sky, listening to Starry. 10 out of 10 yep. experience. Listening to Starry. 10 out of 10. 12 out of 10. Yep. Ooh, 12 <laughs> out of 10. Another one I'll throw in there is the one I did today was take the back roads home, and I got to see all the pretty valleys and, like, mm-hmm. a bunch of wildflowers and stuff, and I was listening to it, um, and I... Ugh. Every single time I have, like, I can't even describe the feeling that washes over me, but, like, having my windows down, having, like, the remnants of summer fading into fall, like, that sort of breeze hitting me as I was Mm -hmm. looking at, like, the beautiful, like, Wisconsin meadows, because Wisconsin is a gorgeous state, listening to this song about, like, art, how artists see the world, 10 out of 10. It was so good. Starry is an anytime album. Listen to it literally whenever and listen to it all the time. Yes. But it is especially compelling when you are also beholding the majesty of the natural world. Yeah. Because that's what Helen inspired Vincent in the first place. Mm -hmm. As we saw when we saw the Van Gogh experience, a lot of his paintings are of nature. And in our little informational thing before we actually hit the exhibit... It, like, said that verbatim. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget we went to see that exhibit. And and I should specify that this exhibit is not aligned with this musical no, in any way other than them just both being about Vincent Van Gogh. Um, 
but we went to see the exhibit and we specifically decided to go and see it because we love this show so much Mm -hmm. and we were like because we love starry we should go and see this exhibit and while we're there we should listen to starry like (laughs) we we had this dream of listening to the starry night while the starry night was like projected on the walls around us and we could feel like we were in the painting while listening to the starry night and we got there and we were like we should not do that because if we do that we will end up absolute emotional wrecks like the exhibit itself was already compelling and if we had put in the starry night into our ears and listened to it we would have been absolutely sobbing snotty messes all over that conference center in the middle of milwaukee just like snot everywhere and the ushers would have had to ask us to leave and we wouldn't have gotten to see the end of the exhibit and it would have been really bad um like a a beautiful experience but it would have been like bad for us because we would have had to miss things and people would have stared at us because we would have been snotty emotional messes um and so instead we listened to it on the way home yeah and i think that was (laughs) a good compromise and really the best decision for us to be making because mm-hmm. i liked listening to the music choices they made as well because they chose this they scored it like with the paintings so they chose songs that were like went hand in hand with the paintings so it vibed and i still gasped when the starry night was projected like a little 10 year old mm-hmm. child and i can only imagine that listening to starry night while that was happening would have actually killed me like i think <laughs> but i am incapable of looking at any Van Gogh work without thinking of a song from Starry. Yep. And there are specific songs that I align with specific paintings. Like, I'm looking behind you in your living room right now. I can oh, yeah. see you have the the picture of, like, the patio. Yep. Like oh, yeah, the cafe Gogh's. terrace yeah, at you, night. Yep. Yeah, you have print of it on your wall behind you. And I look at that, and I, the songs that spring to mind are Impress Me, yep. and also, um, oh gosh, oh gosh, what's the one that they sing when uh, Vincent is introduced to all of them? Hold on. Like, I could start sing- singing it right now, and it's and like, really? Jeff- who's this? Another painter in town? I think it's Theo's brother, you can tell by the frown. Good man, what's your name? And what have you got? Just oh, my paintings, it's- how lovely, I'll go find you a spot. <laughs> it's United in Distaste. That's it. Because I can hear Jeff Flim's voice in my head right now, and I don't know where it's coming from. (laughs) We'd help you, no worries! (laughs) That's also the song I think of. It Impress Me is, again, like one of my favorite songs in the show, so that's half Mm -hmm. the reason I got that poster after the exhibit, because I was really feeling moved by the spirit of Vincent Van Gogh to get something. I spent $15 on a poster, and I regret nothing. I wish I would have gotten mm-hmm. two posters. I have um, I have a print of one of the sunflower paintings oh, in my bedroom, and it hangs right behind my desk. Uh, and so every day I'll sit down to do some work, and I'll look at it, and the harvest will just start, like, blaring in my yes. head. Yes. <laughs> One of my biggest life regrets, because again, I wasn't super into art in high school, and my family, after I graduated from high school, we went to Europe, because we have some cousins in Europe, so we were going to go visit them, and we went to Amsterdam, and there is a Van Gogh museum in Amsterdam, and we did not go, because I did not show interest in it, so like, my biggest life regret is not vocalizing that as a stupid 17-year-old who didn't know better. 
But I had, there's like a giant mural with Fango doing a thumbs up in a vase of flowers on a wall. <laughs> and I have, I took a picture of it. I still have it and I will send it to you later. But like, that's all I have of my Van Gogh remnants from Amsterdam is that painting on a fucking city, like building. See, my, my Vincent Van Gogh phase came from Doctor Who. Oh my God, that there episode. Was, there was an episode of Doctor Who where the doctor meets Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, it's one of my and like I, I knew who Van Gogh was. I remember learning about him in like elementary school art class kind of thing. And I remember thinking that I liked his paintings and they were pretty and colorful and I liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that episode of Doctor Who came out like late middle school, early high school for me. It was probably like eighth grade or freshman year of high school. And I became obsessed. Not obsessed enough to actually learn anything about him. Yep. Just, like, Van Gogh is my favorite artist. He's yep. amazing. Yeah. And, like, I never actually did any research or did anything with that interest. I was just like, Van Gogh's the only artist of note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and now I'm an adult and I'm obsessed with this musical about him. So I guess I really am just a Van Gogh simp. Yeah. Um, but at least now I know something about him. <laughs> yeah, that's my vibe now that I'm like, oh, I am a fan. It just took a co- uh, took college for me to, like, really grow into it and, like, really fully mm-hmm. realize it, even though I didn't know Jack squat about this. I didn't know this dude had a brother until I listened to this musical, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> so thank you to D'Angelo and De- uh, Dehan. Again, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your yeah. names, um, but thank you for writing this amazing show yeah, uh, honestly. that we now get to experience and share with the people that we love. We can feel your love through it. Yeah. And we are sending it right back to you and we cannot wait to see the ways in which this show continues to grow. Yep. And we can't wait to come and see it someday. Yes. Wherever it ends up. We will because we it. will. We if, will. If it's in New York, I will we will simply just go to New York. we will have we will have a girls trip and the rest of our friends can't come no it'll just be us and we are going to go just two of us and we are going to see starry um (laughs) yeah love love our other friends but they would simply not want to deal with us a and b not get the vibe they wouldn't get the vibe. They just... Because the thing is, I think all of them would appreciate it. Yes. They would all enjoy it. Yes. They would not enjoy us no, on that trip. No, they would hate us because... on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm happy we were the only ones who went to that Van Gogh experience because no one else would have been able to tolerate that shit. No, we were... we were. Oh, gosh. No one can tolerate us on a, normally, which is why we're the ones who have this podcast. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Freaking. I mean, I cry some days just listening to this album on my way to work. Yeah. So, I mean. I, today, the finale made me cry in my car as I was driving mm-hmm. back to Madison. I'll have days because the album, like, times out perfectly in such a way that, like, half of it will last me my drive to work and the other half will last me my drive home. Mm-hmm. So I'll, like, get home from work. And, like, the finale will have just ended as I pull into my driveway. And I'll go inside and my mom will be like, honey, are you okay? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just a musical. 
I'm not even sad. These are like hopeful tears, I think. I don't. Uh... Yep. It's a musical that I'm happy wasn't around, or at least we didn't like find it while we were in college because oh, we would have been we insufferable. Would, we would have been awful. Like our <laughs> little corner friend group was already insufferable to our professors. I can only imagine what this musical would have done to us. But yeah, thank you yeah, thank to you. Uh, everyone who has worked on it thus far. Yep. Because it has really given us a lot. Yeah. Uh, it has, in the last year especially, yeah. kept me hopeful and kept me moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's not necessarily like a motivator, it's a reminder of the beauty of humanity and the beauty of the human individual to keep moving and i've just really appreciated it so thank you to everyone who has worked on it and we're very excited to continue to watch the journey that this wonderful wonderful show takes yes thank you for all your love your time and your energy making a new show is really hard and you guys (laughs) It's already stunning enough as a concept album, so I can only imagine how much more gorgeous it's going to be when you guys are finished with it. And I'm so excited to see the final product. (laughs) Hey, Alyssa. Hey, what? Guess what I found online. Did you find a quiz? I did. (gasps) Holy shit! (laughs) I didn't think you were going to find one. I was totally prepared to be like, I, guys, no quiz time. Sorry. I found one. Oh, I um, hope I'm Jeff Blim. The <laughs> Paul. I want to be Paul. Uh, the description says, which starry character are you? Please listen to D'Angelo and Dehan's new musical. Let's get it to Broadway. Parentheses. Not really accurate, by the way. And so I found a quiz. Uh, and we're going to see what this quiz is all about. And we're going to take it uh, because we need to have some Zillennial quiz taking time uh, and find out which starry characters we are. Uh, predictions, I think that one of us is, at least one of us will be Joe. Oh, yeah. I, yep. And I also think there's a good chance that one of us will be Theo. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good guess. Those are my predictions. I think those are good predictions. All right, you ready? I am ready for this. Always ready. (laughs) All right, listeners, we'll see you on the other side. Okay. Okay, actually, I'm on board with this. I'm... (laughs) Especially this last sentence. Yeah, it sounds... Yeah. I haven't read mine yet. I just saw the name, and I was like, Alyssa's gonna be mad at me. What did you get? What about the artist Paul Gauguin? Damn it! (laughs) Darn it, darn it. <laughs> oh, boo. Uh, you know you're talented. You know you're great. You fight when people don't see you for what you're capable of. You tend to forget your limitations and get easily blinded by your own ideas. You also can't help your vices and passions. Honestly, not I'm not s- wrong. I say it. That was actually pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty dang accurate. Good job. Makes sense. I'd also like to just discuss the fact that the last four letters of Gogan is literally is spell my when. first name. So it, it, it does <laughs> check out. I that makes sense for you. <laughs> okay, who'd you get? 
I am Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> we can live in a yellow house together and you can drive me crazy and Yay. then I'll bully you so much you'll cut off your ear. Yay! <laughs> Sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> Read your description. You are a dreamer and incredibly passionate. Your dedication to your work is impeccable. Sometimes you forget to take care of yourself and it's difficult for people to understand you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I read that and I was like, you know what? That is me. Especially this past okay. week where I forget to take care of myself. <laughs> oh, I loved that quiz too. I, I know too. we're, we're going to cut out like all of us taking the quiz, but I'm serious. If anyone who listens to this podcast has actually listened to Starry, you should go take, take this quiz. quiz. Alyssa will put it in the episode description. Yes. Uh, it was really fun and really cute yep. and you should go take it because it, it makes me happy. I was going to say, I really like that one. It was nothing like the Barbie and the Nutcracker quiz we took two episodes ago, <laughs> which made me want to blow my brains out. No, what I loved about this quiz was it had the same sort of comforting vibes as yes. the musical itself. So I, I highly encourage yes. you to go take it. It was a good moment. All right. I loved her. Alyssa, <laughs> do we have some final thoughts? Oh my gosh. I just realized oh. we never talked about favorite characters. <gasps> do you have a favorite character? Ooh. Okay. I think Theo actually might be my favorite character. Like, I generally, I relate to Vincent more. As the mm -hmm. quiz reflected, I am more of a Vincent. But I mm -hmm. really loved Theo's journey. Mm -hmm. And do you have a favorite song? Oh, that's fucking hard. Today, it's A New Horizon, or I really like The Red Vineyard. That's a good Theo song. And then Impress Me has been stuck in my head all day, and I've been vibing to it. So those are the three I'll give you, outside of, obviously, okay. The Starry Night, which is... What about you, Gwen? <laughs> Um, I think my favorite character is probably Vincent himself. Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Gauguin honestly comes in like a close second. Say, we didn't talk about him a whole um, lot in this, let's, in this. We can go back. But, um, Jeff, Jeff Lim Jeff plays Lim? Paul Gauguin yeah. and he is a god of chaos. Yes, uh, he is. And, uh, just based on the description that you got of my answer yeah. like my result from the quiz you can gather what paul is like mm -hmm. uh but he's just his, his songs are very good and yep. so i appreciate them uh his songs make me feel existential dread but yep, same. <laughs> you know but it's necessary vibe. for the purposes of yes. the show um but he's... i think i think vincent's my favorite character not because of the character himself which again is ama an amazing character yeah but i think that the vocal lines written for vincent yeah are my favorite and so vincent is my favorite character for that reason yes. um and my favorite song a new horizon um the road mm -hmm. and then also the wheat fields and finale ultimo oh, are good. yeah you can't go those wrong. are my three i was gonna say whatever no. your favorite songs are in this show you're correct because they're all yeah. wonderful every song is a banger i'm also gonna so. backtrack to paul's songs they're more rock and roll than the, uh, the rest of the score which i really mm -hmm. like that contrast to vincent's song which have a more like contemporary pop vibe i like yeah, showing paul's how songs like, are gritty yeah i like showing how different these two men are as people and as artists and that really reflects in the music so like once again the writing team knows what they're doing and especially mm -hmm. the way, like, Dylan Saunders and Jeff Lim's voices are so different from each other. Like, 10 out of 10, that, that rivalry, I think, was very... You could call it that. Yeah, that's for, 
simplest terms to express that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was expressed very well throughout the show. 10 out of 10. Also, I love Jack Blum. <laughs> As I've already stated. So, uh, now we'll talk final thoughts. Yes. Uh, my final thoughts are everyone should go and listen to this musical. Even if you are not a musical person, mm-hmm. you should go and listen to it. Yes. I have literally the same final thoughts. It's so good, you guys. I know we've been saying it this whole episode, but, like, you just need to listen to it yourself to fully understand. That's the thing is also this musical is, like, hard to describe to other people because we interpret it very specifically to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know it's generally how you are with musicals, but with some musicals, it's very easy to have an overarching, like, impression of it. This one is so personal Mm -hmm. to each individual person that it's hard to express how you yourself feel on it if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense at all (laughs) so just go listen to it it's stunning just go listen Alyssa, where can they listen to us yes guys you can listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify if you listen to your podcast on oh and also soundcloud um they kicked me off last time but you can you can listen to us on soundcloud too (laughs) but anyways (laughs) if you listen to your podcast on apple Podcasts, give us a subscription and a five-star rating because we want people to find us yeah, and subscribe to us on Spotify. Oh, if yes, that's as your well. jam. I'm I'm a Spotify listener. I am a Spotify. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at tsquee. Uh, if you have longer thoughts, you can send us an email at tnsquee at gmail.com. That's t, the letter n, squee at gmail.com. Uh, this week, I want you to send us fan art. Yes. Uh, I want you to send us your starry fan art. Uh, actually send it to us and then also send it to the official yeah. starry instagram because i know stories. that they i know they love to see it uh so yeah show it to us and also show it to them also so that shout they out to whoever runs their social it. media because they are so active and so amazing at communicating with mm-hmm. their fan base like i know whenever i mention them in anything they always like comment back or like mm-hmm. say like or post what I said on their story and it just it's so nice to feel like seen as a fan by the thing you love so much so 10 out of 10 whoever's running that that social media account you're a wonderful person I love you also all of you should become fans of starry because they refer to their fan base as starries and yeah. it's like the cutest thing it's ever because so it's like we're all little stars yes. but yeah Send us your fan art and send us your word art. If you have, like, word art of the lyrics from the show, I want to see it so that I can hang it on the walls in my home. Yes. Um. (laughs) You can put it right by my cafe terrace at night. Please do. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's been this episode on Starry. It's been a little less chaotic than other episodes. A lot more sweet. Yeah, we we talked in circles a little bit, but, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we love this show. Yeah, we do. Thank you for the creators for creating it. Yes. Uh, thank you to all of you for listening to us discuss it. Mm-hmm. Now, go, listen go forth and listen. Yes. Yeah. And come back to do us it. with your thoughts, because we want to hear them. And also, mm-hmm. if the Vincent Van Gogh experience is in a city near you, I highly recommend going to it, especially if you love this show. It really ties the two together in a really gorgeous way. They complement each other well. Really do. All right. Okay, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Remember, the road is bright. Yes. Uh, 
Remember that you can see it, that new horizon. Mm-hmm. Remember it's always a starry night. Yes. Uh, you are and... all wonderful and we love you. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Right. Okay, bye! bye!